to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pains we bear. Carry oh, everything, everything, every little thing, oh, everything, everything to God, to God in prayer Lord God we come to you at this moment another preach opportunity inviting you to embody these words that are printed on this page in front of me we ask oh God that you would enlighten us and Give us a sense of openness to receive that which you are trying to share with us today. And I ask it in the name of sweet black Jesus. For his sake I always pray amen, amen, and amen. Come on, put your hands together. Let's give God praise. From the book of Hebrews chapter number four. I want to begin reading at verse number 12. Hebrews chapter number four, beginning at verse 12. It says, indeed, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joints from marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And before him, no creature is hidden, but all are naked and laid bare to the eyes of the one to whom we must render an account. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who in every respect has been tested as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. The verse of concentration is verse number 15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. 
but we have one who in every respect has been tested as we are, yet without sin. I want to use for a subject what I have decided to call, I can feel your pain. I can feel your pain. Thank God for each of you present this morning to make up this congregation of the beloved. I'm glad to see Sister Shoni and Sister Carolyn this morning, two of my former students from ITC, and uh, Brother Rogers, who prayed earlier, also my former students. Thank God for you. I often think about the life and the legacy of Tupac Shakur. Tupac was a brilliant, creative genius driven by a keen understanding of his black self, a deep, respectful love of black people, and an uncompromising critique of white supremacy. Black people could sense his sincerity, could feel his raw desire for black liberation, and we still love him because his love for us can be felt throughout the urgent necessity of his words and the stimulating vibrations of his music. Although Tupac had the bright red blood of revolution and the gritty, grimy, gangster gift of ghetto gab flowing from the tip of his poetic pen, he often wrapped words of deep reflection upon the desperate and dismal conditions of the masses of black people. He wrote, I see no, no changes, wake up in the morning and I ask myself, if life worth living, should I blast myself? I'm tired of being poor, even worse, I'm black. My stomach hurts, so I'm looking for a purse to snatch. Cops give a damn about a Negro. Pull the trigger, kill a nigga, he's a hero. Give the crack to the kids, who the hell cares? One less hungry mouth on the welfare. First ship them dope and let them deal the brothers. Give them guns, step back, watch them kill each other. It's time to fight back, that's what Huey said. Two shots in the dark, now Huey's dead. These were words, and his words were a signal to the listener that he understood the challenges, the conflict, and the pain associated with living life in a racist, white supremacist, patriarchal, and genocidal context. His lyrics let you know that he could feel what we feel, he was not deluded, and that a prime concern and aim of his music was to be felt by the listener, not just heard. Can you feel me? Perhaps old school hip-hop is not your thing, and you, can, you can't feel Tupac or his style of communication, and, and that's cool, I understand, could be generational. Maybe you'll be able to connect with me around the melodic sentiments expressed by a blind Louisiana blues man named Robert Finley. Finley penetrates the emotional fortifications of suffering spirit when he moans, I've been to so many places and I've seen so many things. When I look out and see your faces, I can feel, I can feel your pain. Nobody lives forever, 
So I just live from day to day. I don't know your situation, but I can feel, I can feel your pain. His words like Tupac's reflect the deep understanding of the experience of suffering covered with an awareness of the necessity that somebody care enough to address the unrelenting reality of black pain. In the fourth chapter of the book of Hebrews, we find a word for the weary who may feel like nobody understands your pain. The book known as Hebrews is traditionally considered to be a letter written by Paul, the self-appointed apostle to former practitioners of Judaism who were a part of this new movement called the church. The word found in Paul's epistle to the Hebrews is actually not a letter at all. It definitely wasn't written by Paul either. Although this piece of sacred literature contains greetings and other components generally found in a letter, this writing does not contain an opening salutation, nor does the author identify her or himself or the people to whom the words are addressed. What the book called Hebrews really is, is a sermon written by an unknown preacher. It is a word of exhortation by a pseudonymous author designed to encourage the sisters and brothers of the beloved community to keep on trusting, to keep on believing, and following their dreams because somebody feels their pain. This fourth chapter begins with a word of comfort for those who were tired. Anybody in here get tired, just, just tired sometimes? The preacher here is engaging in a conversation about the Sabbath, God's prescribed day of rest for God's people. There's obviously a conflict brewing between the people who were faithful to the practices of Judaism and these new Christian converts. The preacher says, beginning at verse 1, Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest is still open, let us take care that none of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For indeed, the good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. For we who have believed enter that rest, just as God has, has said, as in my anger I swore, they shall not enter my rest, though his works were finished at the foundation of the world. This unknown preacher continues to press her or his point, arguing, for in one place it speaks about the seventh day as follows, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. Verse 5 says, and again in this place it says, they shall not enter my rest since therefore it remains open to some to enter it, and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience. Again, he sets a certain day. Today, saying through David much later in the words already quoted, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. The preacher is using the scripture to convince the people that it's okay to rest, to chill, to relax, to collect your thoughts sometimes. Yes, there are religious, social, political, and economic aspects to a discussion on rest. People who benefit from your work don't care if you rest or not. Bosses, managers, supervisors, administrators, and shot callers don't give a damn if you work till you die. 
And you know I ain't lying because all you got to do is die and you look down from heaven and see them replace you with a new Negro before the wake or the funeral. I saw an interview of an old black man the other day who was reduced to tears as he reflected on the treacherous and cruel practices of white landowners against black sharecroppers. His leathery black skin glistened with clear burning water while he recalled his family being put off a Mississippi plantation and made homeless because his daddy dared to take a moment of rest under the shade of an old oak tree at the end of a cotton row. Well, this preacher is preaching a practical message for people who are tired and worn out from their labor, saying, for if Joshua had given them rest, God would not speak later about another day. So then a Sabbath rest still remains for the people of God. For those who enter God's rest also cease from their labors as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one may fall, may, may fall through such disobedience as theirs. It is clear that this preacher believes in the power of the word of God to change the lives of the people. The preacher uses the scripture as a surgical instrument used by God to open us up and reveal the psychological pain that cripples our fragile black souls and that breaks down our precious black bodies. Indeed, he writes, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joints from marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of the heart, and before him no creature is hidden but all are naked and laid bare to the eyes of the one to whom we must render an account. So we arrive at verse number 14 to observe the preacher make the rhetorical move to place a fine point on his argument by engaging the listeners in a conversation about something or rather somebody to whom they all could relate, the high priest. Foy Valentine, in a book written in 1981, has written commentary that would be helpful for our understanding here. He writes, human priests under the Jewish system were involved in complex ceremonies that had very special meaning to sinners in those times. Priests were human ministers chosen by God to do sacred things. They performed the prescribed functions which were required to draw the people near to God and then to keep them there. They represented God to the people and people to God. They were the source of religious knowledge. They bridged the gap between God and stumbling sinners. Their work was of profound importance in God's ancient scheme of things. He continues, the high priest went once each year on the great day of atonement through the curtain into the innermost and holiest place to make special sacrifice for his own sins and for the sins of all the people, sprinkling the blood of the sin offering seven times, seven times before and on the mercy seat. He symbolically covered the sins of the people from the eyes of the Lord. To be sure, the high priest's role was significant and necessary among the people of that era, but with all the ceremonies and the rituals that they performed, 
there is no mention of the high priest feeling the pain of the people. Listen at me when I tell you that when you are high and exalted, there is no room to feel the needs of the people. Sprinkle some blood over here and say a word over there and trust that the pump of the ritual will satisfy the aching spirit of a broken people. A high priest could never be touched by a common person, not physically or emotionally. Now Jesus, our great high priest, has passed once for all, not through the inner curtain of a tabernacle made with human hands, but through the heavens to God to make atonement for our sins. And oh, my sweet sisters and my strong beloved brethren, I'm glad to share this word of knowledge and encouragement today with those who have been hurt by preachers who have a high priest complex, who think that they can't be touched and you can't touch them. I got a word for somebody who has given up on religion because you are not interested in religion, but you're looking for a real relationship with God. Yeah, I got a word for somebody who needs somebody to feel your pain and to give you more than words and rituals and empty promises to cure your weeping soul. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who in every respect has been tested as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. The King James Version of the biblical text, but I like it, I like it the way they say it in the King James. That was the new revised standard version. The King James say, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. I'm leaving you here, but I wanted you to know that we serve a Christ, sweet black Jesus, our African Messiah, who can feel our deepest woe, and who in each sorrow bears a part that none can bear below. That's why I sing, oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus because he first loved me. If you are gay, he can feel you. If you're straight, he understands. If you're hungry, he can feel you. If you're confused, he understands. If you're homeless, he can feel you. If you can't afford your rent, he understands. If your family turns against you, he can feel you. If the police try to kill you, he understands. If you're lonely, he can feel you. If you're afraid, he understands. If you can't catch a break, he can feel you. If you're broken, he understands. If you ain't got no money, he can feel you. If you can't see your way, he understands. He was in all ways. 
tempted. He was in all ways tried. He was in all ways tested, which means that he was in all ways familiar with our experience. He can feel it. Jesus can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel your pain. We can feel your pain. And right now, I declare that healing is available because our high priest can feel our pain. Jesus can feel our deepest woe. He can feel our deepest pain because he went up on Calvary's mountain and he fed and died from the sixth to the ninth hour. He feel our pain as the blood came streaming down. He could feel our pain. He felt our pain till he dropped his head in the locks of his shoulders and he died. He died to moon ran down in long lines of blood. He died to somebody said, surely, surely, this must be the son of God. He died and they put him in Joseph Barrow tomb. He stayed there all night Friday night. He stayed right there all day Saturday. He stayed right there all night Saturday night. But early, 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 Sunday morning, he got up out of the grave, had all power in the palm of his hand. Ain't God all right? Won't God heal you? Can't God feel you? Can't God feel you? Feel your pain and do something about it. Can heal you from the inside out. Ain't God all right? Somebody shout yeah. Shout yeah. Say yeah. Shout yeah. Shout yeah. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 I can feel your pain. I can look at you and tell that you're going through. Because I'm going through it as well. But we offer Christ to you. A Christ who can feel your pain. One who can identify with being mistreated. 
one who suffered, bled, and died on a hill called Calvary, but got up with all power, yeah, in the palm of his hand. We offer Christ. We offer Christ to you right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We offer Christ. We offer Christ to you. Oh, my brother. We offer Christ Christ to you. Oh, my sister. Yeah. My sister. Another, yeah, we offer Christ to you. Oh, my brother, we did We offer, oh, Lord, oh, my sister. you come right now come right now oh to would there be another who wanna come right now The invitation has been given and one has accepted. And for that, we are excited. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sister, tell me your name. Lisa. 
Sahari. Lisa, do you have a statement that you'd like to make? Yes, I, I just, I thought that I wasn't never in love, but I, I just, it's just, it's just glad, feel that I'm just filled with love that everybody loves me. I just don't want to be able to, to leave this church after, because I was doing all my dependent on, on Tony, but I'm going to have to learn how to pick up the phone and call for a ride and, uh, you know, catch on, buses and everything because I don't want to leave y'all, y'all is a nice Wonderful. We love you too, sister. We love you. And so we say, as our tradition, whosoever will, let him come. Whosoever will, let him come. Whosoever will, let him come. We welcome you to the beloved community church. You welcome here. It's your house. Welcome home. We have done as God has commanded us to do, and I'm thankful for yet another day of worship. I want to invite everyone to stand and let's prepare to leave this place. Make your way down to the food pantry, pick you up a 30-pound box of food uh, that's absolutely free. We make sure that the people are taken care of that's part of the ministry of the beloved community church of Atlanta I thank each and every one of you for being a part if you did not have an opportunity to share uh, here's the bucket make sure you share and put some in here before you leave because we need the support it's our duty to fight for our freedom it's our duty to win we must love and support each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, 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 oh. it's our duty to fight. We to fight for our freedom. It's our duty to win. It's our duty. Do we gotta love and support each other. Love and support each other. We got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose but our chains. It's our duty to fight. To fight for our freedom. It's our duty to win. It's our duty to win. We got to love and support each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing to lose, nothing to lose, but I dream. We have nothing to lose, but I dream. We ain't got nothing to lose, We've been climbing high mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trudging through the deep valleys. He ain't got nothing to lose. We got nothing to lose. Lord God, we thank you for this day, for everything we've experienced in this worship time. We ask that you would bless us as we leave this place, but never your presence. And we ask it all in the name of sweet black Jesus, our Lord and Savior. It is for his sake that we pray.
Amen. 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 Ashe. 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 Now reach your hand up high in the sky and pull down a handful of love and shout Harambe. 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 That means let's all pull together. And if we pull together, we're going to be able to make it. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. But I can't. We got nothing to lose. We ain't got nothing to lose. and the peace of the Lord be with you. Make sure you share. Make sure you put something in the box.